We all know that blockchain and cryptocurrency are changing the world, but what's going on behind the scenes? What's happening in the minds, businesses, and tactics of the entrepreneurs and organizations leading the charge? Welcome to the Business of Blockchain, BitPay's podcast on what it takes to do business in the evolving world of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, James Walpole. Been working here at BitPay for a few years now, and that time has given me a chance to have a first-hand frontline look at how businesses are using blockchain technology today, whether they are building the blockchain technology themselves, using it and accepting it within their own business, or building services for the emerging blockchain ecosystem. And within this podcast, we really want to take a chance to explore and meet some of the business minds behind um, the business of blockchain. So I'm excited to introduce this episode of the business of blockchain with Jeff Garzik. I recorded this interview with Jeff at Consensus 2019. For those of you who don't know, Jeff is one of the longest running members of the Bitcoin and blockchain space. Um, Discovered Bitcoin in 2009 and very shortly after started actually working with Satoshi Nakamoto on the development of the protocol for many years, including his time at BitPay, uh, continuing to work on the Bitcoin Core software and the Bitcoin protocol. He has also introduced several projects, including Metronome, the Space Chain Foundation, Dunn-Bacon Space Systems, uh, and most notably Block. So Block develops enterprise software solutions and enterprise solutions for blockchain with some of the world's largest companies. And I spoke with Jeff at Consensus 2019 about some of the new things that are happening at Block, um, Block Cloud specifically, and how companies can use Block, how companies can be using the Bitcoin blockchain now for applications of everything from payments and beyond. And really enjoyed this interview with Jeff. We talked a little bit about the history of the Bitcoin space. So for those of you who don't know, you might get a little bit of a, a glimpse back into the storied past of Bitcoin, but hopefully you also see some of the future that Block is helping to build in the business of blockchain. Hi everyone, James and BitPay here. Uh, we are here at Consensus with Jeff Garzik, CEO and CTO of Block, a very busy man. He's been talking here at Consensus about Block Cloud. So first, tell us a little bit about Block. You're one of the big sponsors at the event this year. You've been going for quite some time. You're one of the early pioneers in the Bitcoin space and the blockchain space in general. But tell us a little bit about Block and maybe a little bit about what you talked about with Block Cloud. Sure, sure. Yeah, the gray hairs kind of tell the story. I've been in blockchain for almost 10 years. The, uh, uh, the headline, I think, for Block is, as you just mentioned, Block Cloud. We're uh, releasing our blockchain network connectivity platform, uh, making it easy for anyone and everyone, either inside the space using crypto already, crypto familiar, or outside the space not so familiar with crypto, to connect to live blockchain networks, blockchain platforms. Some of that was, uh, interestingly, historical note, uh, inspired out of BitPay. Is uh, BitPay, of course, history of innovation uh, from uh, CEO Stephen Perron down. I was an early BitPay employee, uh, a lot of uh, uh, big history of innovation, deep history of innovation at BitPay. One of the things that uh, BitPay built is this uh, developer API called Insight. We uh, took some of that innovation, uh, built on BitPay's uh, innovation, to uh, take our block cloud product to market. So it allows anyone to query addresses, blocks, transactions, balances, et cetera, similar to the Insight service across any number of blockchains, Bitcoin, BCH, Ethereum, uh, EOS, Litecoin, pick your, pick your network. And all of that was the, uh, uh, the founding thesis was 
how do we get developers into the space? How do we onboard developers quickly, easily get them from zero to building apps on the Bitcoin network? This is not launching a new token. This is not launching a new network. This is how do we connect to the most popular blockchain networks and uh, actuate something interesting? So why do you think people should build in the Bitcoin blockchain? A lot of people now, are, as you mentioned, they're, they're building their own tokens, their own private blockchains. What is it about building on Bitcoin that's so powerful? Well, Bitcoin really has that network effect. It's, uh, I, I think, what is the pragmatic, rational analysis for Bitcoin? Ask yourself, what is the, the, the token leader? What is the security leader? What is, uh, has the most market and business momentum? That's Bitcoin. Now, as a pragmatic business leader, I ask myself, project that forward, six months, 12 months, 24 months. Is the answer going to change? And so far, no. It's still going to be these major networks like Bitcoin that we want to transact value on. And so we take that, uh, it's, not a, it's not a religious stance, it's not uh, dogmatic, it's a very pragmatic, economically rational analysis of what networks are better, what have uh, more economic traffic, and what will see that economic traffic in the future. And that's really Bitcoin. What kind of applications do you foresee for BlockCloud? I mean, I know a lot of us have been thinking about what is it beyond currency that Bitcoin can do? And obviously Bitcoin's really associated to that finance aspect, but it can do so much more. So what do you see BlockCloud being used for and who's kind of your ideal user? Sure, well, uh, a lot of the mobile wallets, they need direct connectivity into these live blockchain networks just to uh, send transactions, receive transactions, the very, very basics of actu actuating your banking. And so that's the first and biggest customer. Um, another customer are uh, exchanges, researchers, people who are looking to have that real-time access to Bitcoin and uh, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, the other networks, where they don't want to have the, the IT expense, the uh, resource costs, the time of spinning up their own nodes, doing a lot of DevOps-related work. They just want to get up and running and access the blockchain networks, and that's what blockchain, Block Cloud allows them to do. Brilliant. Um, I'm curious, kind of harkening back since we're at consensus here, you've been in the Bitcoin space since I think uh, 2009? 2010, July 2010. of 2010, the great slash dotting. The great slash dotting. So you have, you've obviously seen the evolution of the Bitcoin ecosystem, now the blockchain ecosystem from day one. I've heard stories that like early Bitcoin conferences were 50 people in New York City. You are even <laughs> earlier back when it was you know, a few people on a, uh, you know, a forum. So for you, I'm, I'm curious, you know, when you look at a conference like Conference of Consensus today with 4,400 attendees, what do you see as being the biggest change from then until now, and what has also stayed the same? Uh, is there anything that's stayed the same that you are, um, you're just noticing the consistency as Bitcoin and blockchain develop and grow? Well, uh, that, that's a good question. I, uh, you know, on the amusing note, I'd say I see less long hair. <laughs> I believe you were a long hair uh, gentleman once, uh, weren't you? I did, I did. <laughs> uh, fewer Guy Fox masks, uh, uh, et cetera. But, uh, you know, it was a very early, vibrant community. And kind of what we're, we've seen, I think, in the past nine or ten years was Start out, it was Bitcoin, and then it was blockchain. And now I think the theme of uh, 2019 is, is back to Bitcoin again. And uh, so for the longest time uh, in that interim, uh, the conferences were all about, let's, let's see what the, is the promise of blockchain. And let's take this little piece of Bitcoin and see if it's widely applicable. But uh, people are starting to realize that 
just like the internet itself, open networks, permissionless networks, those are where people are going to place their trust or going to transact. And so it's uh, a couple of years ago, the conferences were blockchain, not Bitcoin. And now it's come full circle and now it's Bitcoin, not blockchain again. Uh, yeah, I see a little bit of that as well. And I think we, we were recently at FinTech South with you in Atlanta, Georgia, and you talked about some of the ways that your business already, use Bitcoin, already uses Bitcoin for your operational needs, whether paying uh, employees internationally. And um, we're obviously fascinated by real use cases like that. So as you go and, and seek to spread block cloud to companies that might want to interact with the Bitcoin blockchain, um, what do you think companies need to be thinking about about how they can be using Bitcoin right now? Sure, well I think that uh, a lot of our use cases are a lot of uh, similar to the use cases at large is I like to describe it as Bitcoin is great for where you're crossing boundaries, breaking through barriers. And what does that mean specifically is uh, cross-jurisdictional payments. We pay uh, uh, several developers in South America and uh, this Bitcoin is literally the easiest, least cost way to pay these contractors. And they're very happy. They're receiving not just instant payments faster than a money wire, but they're receiving value that they have confidence in. Down in South America, unlike uh, more uh, developed countries, the, uh, the, the various uh, currencies are not necessarily the most stable. And so they have a different experience than us in the U.S. as to what, which currencies are stable, which currencies can uh, they put their trust in. And Bitcoin just ranks high on all those, uh, all those various checkboxes. So that was an easy choice for us on the payment side. We know crypto, we know how to, uh, to actuate that. And on the receiver side, they were very comfortable not just with crypto, but with currencies in general that are other than the, the official governmental currency. Uh, maybe that's a bit of a long-winded answer, but trying to tease out all the value points that they see in receiving these international payments. Whereas uh, the normal route is we have a bank and there's a lot of paperwork and there's another bank, maybe a correspondent bank in the middle, and each one of those also has uh, potentially take a cut or a large uh, transfer fee. None of that exists with Bitcoin, it's far more efficient. So breaking through uh, cross-jurisdictional barriers, company to company, so B2B, we're also seeing a lot of value there where uh, you don't necessarily uh, trust your counterparty 100%, but just like we, uh, when we pass bills, write checks, swipe credit cards, we can trust the Bitcoin network. And we both understand, uh, both sides of the transaction, understand the strength of that network and that it's gonna be here tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now. And then finally, uh, cross business units. Some of the things we're seeing with uh, our larger enterprise clients, we like to talk about not just the Fortune 500, the Fortune 50, yeah. the largest of the largest. They have uh, crazy accounting systems where uh, when it comes time to do quarterly books, for example, everyone emails Excel spreadsheets back and forth. And these are the biggest of the corporate giants reconciling their books. And so they're looking to uh, actually use some of this uh, ledger technology with the public networks mm -hmm and go between business units. And so that's where we see a lot of this uh, sort of B2B uh, value being accrued is where you're breaking through barriers that are otherwise paperwork prone, process prone, or just error prone. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you have a unique vision and insight on the Bitcoin ecosystem, having, having been kind of a veteran of all the ups and downs. I'm wondering, as we kind of close out, do you have any final calls to action for the folks watching, the folks at Consensus, maybe about how they can uh, treat the next 10 years of Bitcoin in a way that will uh, kind of advance what we want to accomplish with Bitcoin? What, what, what would you say as your advice for closing? Um, I would say uh, educate yourself. This is, uh, it is the next digital money. That, that is entirely clear, but it's also very early and there's still rough edges, both on the user experience side and uh, just on the education side of why it behaves in a certain way um, in terms of supply and demand or issuance or some of these other uh, technical details. But it is so clearly the future that uh, learn Bitcoin is uh, my two words of advice. Excellent. Well. You have your first, your first start here with Jeff Garzik, one of the best people to learn Bitcoin from. So thanks so much for your time, Jeff. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Excellent. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like something you've heard, share a favorite quote or ask a follow-up question with hashtag business of blockchain so we and our guests can continue the conversation. You can find, annotate, and share moments from episodes on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash bitpay, or you can watch our videos on Vimeo or YouTube. Finally, visit bitpay.com to learn how your business or your vendors can accept blockchain payments without price volatility. Until next time, best of luck as you do the business of blockchain.